speeding and the sound is speeding. Hi, welcome to another episode of This Week of Drew, the Monday edition for Monday, January 29th. Try try first, get it. On today's episode, I, uh, well, we've got the results of the auction. Uh, shit, it's not fucking good. Big Drew's dumb, but we knew that before, so why would you give this guy a credit card and let him go on an auction site and then make him, and let him bet on stuff? <laughs> Uh, it's not even, it's not even bidding. It's like betting on stuff. Hi, welcome to another episode of this week's Okay, um, don't do that anymore. Okay, so... <laughs> Here we are, it's the end of January already, isn't the year just already flying by? We're coming up here on Valentine's Day, and it's, oh, Jesus, so fucking, um, yeah, that was all I got for that riff. So, I was talking a couple weeks ago about the podcast, uh, or about the podcast, on this spot, on this exact podcast that you're listening to. How are you? How are you? Uh, it's getting um, so I was talking about the auction site. So I was, I found this auction site and it was d- just to recap, I, it was mixed with music stuff and it had a bunch of kitchen stuff and I was, I was bidding, betting on, cause it is a gamble. Cause you're like, fuck, like, uh, do I even want this? <laughs> well, if you're like me, then you do that. So, you know, I was bidding on like industrial size bread mixers and, uh, you know, ice machines that you might find in the, in the, in a hotel room and a hotel, like in the floor of a hotel next to the pot machine, like that size of ice machines, shit like that. And then <laughs> they also had some, uh, uh, they had some music equipment. So I was like, okay, they had these Manhasset music stands and then they had these guitar stands. And then I was like, all right, well, the Manhassets are like a hundo. So if I could pay like 40 bucks for that, I don't want to pay any more than that. And then these guitar stands are used guitar stands. I'm like, well, guitar stands are worth like 15, 20 bucks new. I was like, maybe I'll pay like 10 bucks for like a used guitar stand because it's like just straight up 10 bucks. It's like, all right. So... I'm bidding on all this crap and then the day goes and then it's the fucking end of the auction and shit is coming down to the wire here and they have live auction shit. So it's the last minute is where it actually happens because if you bid, it's if you bid on something, it starts the minute over again. So it just gives people just a chance to like not get like five, four, three and then just put in some bid and then it just fucks you. You get it's like, oh, OK, well, somebody bid in the last minute. So it's just going to keep going until there's no more bids. But really, it, if you hit your maximum bid, then like I realized after, it's just like, just put the amount that you're willing to pay for it. <laughs> why do you need to get in some kind of fucking bidding war against some guy over a fucking guitar stand? It's like, why don't you just put 10 bucks in and leave it? So I, I ended up doing that with one of these guitar stands. I didn't even know that I did that. So I just put 10 bucks on it. And then apparently I won. I won it. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> Because <laughs> that was the only thing that I won in the entire auction. I didn't win any Manhasset stand. People ended up buying them for like 100 bucks, And I'm like, well, why wouldn't you just buy a new one then? And like these guitar stands, some of them went for like $15. So it didn't really make sense. I think people just get caught up in the, in the whirl of the auction. It's just a seductive. Because I was telling you, I used to do horse auctions when I was a kid. That's some Alberta shit. <laughs> I used to do fucking horse auctions. 
And they would auction the horse off. They would trot it out, and then they would auction it off. And, like, I saw these guys getting into some crazy bidding wars over horses. And then they would do live cow cow lots, too. We did all sorts of bovine (laughs) auctions. (laughs) So, anyways, uh, I got this. I I get an email, and now I win this guitar stand. Okay, so then they're like, fucking boom, they charge your credit card. They're like, there's 10 bucks, buddy. And I'm like, okay, well, now I guess I got to go pick this up. So I call the guy and I'm like, hey, yeah, I won something. I got to arrange a pickup. And then he's like, okay, what's the lot number? And I give him the lot number and he's just like, oh, geez. He's like, you're in Georgetown? And I was like, yeah. He's like, fuck, my brother lives there. That's far, dude. And I'm like, really? Uh, like, I thought you guys were in North York. He's like, yeah, it's like an hour and a bit to get there, get here from Georgetown. He's like, my brother lives in Georgetown. I've made that drive before. And I was like, no. And he's like, yeah. So like, he's just instantly, he's like, you just want to take the hit on this? <laughs> And I was like, what? I But I knew exactly what he meant. Because he's just like, yeah, buddy, you won one a $10 fucking item. Are you really going to drive two hours to go pick up a $10 guitar stand? Like, the amount of money, you just lost time, you know. Like, it, that's just really, st- it's just like, cut your losses here. And he just said it. He's like, do you just want to take the hit? And I was like, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah? I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I'm just going to take the fucking hit on that one. And I didn't think twice about it. He's like, do we just want to take the hit? And like, I could tell he was some kind of cool dude. Like he was a cool guy. He was just like, oh shit, man, that's far. He was some kind of cool guy. He sounded like a cool brown guy. And, uh, and I was like, fuck. He's like, you you should probably take the hit, bro. And then the way he said it with that confidence and then I just realized it all became so clear. It's like, yeah, do I want to get stuck in this fucking shit traffic? Go pick up this fucking busted ass guitar stand, drive all the way back home and be like, great. Now I just got this other guitar stand that I wasted like two and a half hours of my life for just so I could save five dollars off a brand new one. And then so I took the hit. (laughs) So there you go. That's the, how the auction ended with me just spending 10 bucks for no fucking reason, like a dumbass. but whatever. I spent 10 bucks on worse shit. So you live and you learn. Okay. All right. Now I know the next time actually, no, I, I, I unsubscribed from their emails because <laughs> they were like, they had another big lot coming up with a bunch of fucking shiny shit in there. I was like, no, I don't need this. Um, okay, so let's, uh, that was the recap of the Okay, so I had a good weekend. Uh, I was at the corner, like I said, I was at the corner on Friday and and Sunday. So Friday, fire show, fucking sold out crowd. Uh, I could just, you just got in there. Mike and Jen were there, Redwine and Steagle, who are like these OG Toronto comedy fans. They've been going to the Rivoli since forever. Mike Peters, everyone who's a, who's done comedy in Toronto knows Mike and Jen. Um, because they're just super fans and they're guaranteed. They're always laughing and they love, they don't mind watching new, like they come to see 
the progression and the evolution. So it's like, you don't have to feel bad about doing old jokes in front of them. Cause that's almost why they're there. I feel like, because they're such co good comedy fans that they're just like, yeah, like, you know, let's see what's going on here. Like, where's that joke? It's like, I like, uh, you know, so anyways, anyways, th when they're in the crowd, you know, it's going to be a good show. They're like my good luck charm. And I was headlining. So it's so much different energy than, um, emceeing, which, uh, you know, I, like I've said a million times, I don't mind emceeing, but whatever. It's just easier. It's not easier to headline. It's just more creatively satisfying to get up there and just fucking -ta -ta and just like instantly let it rip. You don't have to be like, hi, welcome. Like, you know, you're just coming in. Like it's the difference between hosting a party and then showing up at midnight to a party with a fucking, you know, a d big bag of burgers. You ever do that? You ever show up late to a party? I used to do that because I would work stand up or have my music gig or whatever and all my homies would still be up partying obviously and i would roll into the party after stand up at like midnight or like one when everyone's like wasted stop at mcdonald's spend 20 bucks and burger out the boys and then you're like a fucking hero because you have this big the triple b we used to call it big bag of burgers like rock triple b like if you show up with a triple B and that was back when like McDoubles and shit were like a buck 79 and shit. So this was, would have been like 2009. We're talking 2010, maybe. So, you know, McDoubles, you just, you know, it's less than 20 bucks. You're like, yeah, can I get fucking, you know, 10 burgers or like even more? Can I get 20 burgers? It's like, yeah. And then you just fucking pay your like 35 bucks and then whatever. <laughs> Because there's already liquor there. It's just like, oh, I'm not showing up. With, you know, I don't have to grab liquor. These guys got fucking 10 million beers. So it's like, I'll just spend 30 bucks on burgers and show up. And, you know, and then you're like, when everyone's wasted and you have an unlimited supply, seemingly unlimitless supply of McDonald's. <laughs> oh, man. And you're like 20 to one, two. That is, it's, it's incredible. So anyways, that's what headlining feels like. It's like showing up to the party at midnight with a big bag of burgers. <laughs> and you just bring that energy. Like, woo. So I got this new shit I'm working on, mixing it with a little bit of old shit and uh, mainly new shit, though. And it's kind of going well. Trying to find the beats on this one OC bit. Uh, it's, I got I got to avoid the trap of like I do these. I do this all the time to myself where I have this idea and I explore it on stage and then I just never really turn it into a joke. And it just goes off one time as an idea. And then I go, OK, that's good enough. And there's no beats or anything. It's just more like you know, the idea was funny and I had the crowd enough that they were with me for the ex, you know, exploration of the idea, but there's no true like actual craft there. So I got to put some fucking dinner over, uh, into the fucking joke, Maximalt. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and then Saturday, um, I was supposed to have a gig, but the pipes burst and there was apparently three inches of water in the fucking showroom. So I got the night off, uh, due to a technical error. And so I just watched the Oilers. Then I was like, well, I'm just going to be a small town Georgetown guy. The singer in my band, Paul, he had a solo gig up at the Barber Town. So I just rolled up and watched him. Ate some mushrooms before I went there. Uh, started absolutely peaking. Um, yeah, no good. <laughs> it was actually, it was really fun. I just was, I, I was under the assumption that I was taking like less than a G, which is like just enough time to, that's enough for just like, you know, that's like a good six beer buzz almost, you know, the equivalent of. But I guess I must ate a little more. <laughs> Papa misjudged. I thought I could eyeball that shit. I'm like, yo, I'm a fucking, you know, I'm a, I'm a whatever. I know I'd eyeball mushrooms, but nope. 
So I came back and I was just fucking lemur faced. And I actually was able to go to bed. Finally, I somehow was able to fall asleep, but it's because I was up. I think it's because I was up late and whatever. And I woke up early and shit on Saturday. And so, <laughs> but Paul was like singing. He's the singer in my band. I sing backup vocals with him and he's a, an incredible singer. And I'm a horrible singer. Like, you know, the timbre of my voice is like weird and I'm able to hit notes, but it still somehow sounds like off. You know what I mean? Like here. So anyways, I'm all fucking, you know, starting to climb the tick, 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 tick. I can think the roller coaster is going tick, 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 tick. And my pupils are going bang, 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 bang. And then Paul's singing, and then I, like, all of a sudden have this revelation about singing. Apparently, like, uh, in my head, I was just like, oh, I got to, like, I was like, ah. I, like, started singing, like, harmonies with him on, like, my breath voice. And I was like, I felt this, like, unique power within my breath voice. And I was like, fuck, yeah. Like, my breath voice. Like, I haven't used that. I was always like, ah. I was always using my head and voice, but I was like, ah. I was like, I got to use my breath voice more. Ah. Is that still the A? <laughs> Maybe that sounds nice. But when I was tripping, <laughs> it felt nice to use my breath voice. You ever like do that when you're on like, you know, whatever Molly or mushrooms or whatever, like you just do like a normal human thing. Like I remember one time I was on Molly and I took the best pee of my entire life. Like I was just peeing and it wasn't sexual. It was just like, it just felt like, oh yeah, like just get it out of me. <laughs> and I just like, and I felt so much better after I was just like, yes, like I'm fucking empty. I'm free. And it was just good. And then I went back to the rave. Fucking Natish has the funniest joke about porta potties. He said it was an old joke, but he did it last night. It was so fucking funny. So, anyways, Sunday now I'm back at the corner. I'm hosting. It's fucking eight o'clock show. We got eight tickets sold. So you know, and those are hard, especially when it's like dates. We had a guy from Italy, a woman from Spain, uh, Peterborough couple. Fucking um, cool, like Vancouver friends, like you know. Uh, like cool downtown fucking people and then I don't know whatever and it was just hard it's hard to get a rolling laugh like eight people it's glaringly obvious and when a joke doesn't hit it's like oh it's like just pin drop and it's like you can't you can't you know it's the equivalent of like was that your card it's like no and you're like okay uh, is that your card no and you're like Okay. Okay. That <laughs> normally is your card. So, what are you? Where are you from? Because <laughs> it's the same thing, like hypnotizing and and magic and shit like that. It's all suspended disbelief, and you know, obviously, magicians aren't real, and hypnotizing isn't. You know, you're not actually getting hypnotized, and jokes aren't really funny. You know, you look at most comedians and you read, if you were to read most stand-up specials on paper, you'd be like, what the fuck? Like Shane Gillis, like, re like read Shane Gillis's 
stand-up last special. <laughs> I probably fucking published as a manifesto. You know what I mean? But anyways. Anyways. Uh, yeah, it was just fucking hard, man. And uh, I felt bad for them. Because <laughs> Ian went up, Ian Fergus. And he already was fine with sticking in the pocket of bombing like that anyways. Like, he's... <laughs> He's a lovely guy, and we came up together in Toronto for sure, but he 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 was definitely he didn't give a fuck like he was he somehow he had he's one of those guys that is impervious to the bomb like they're just like they would bomb and just not feel it and like somehow be like and like you would look at them after they did well or after they bombed, and it's like the same guy and like you know. All the guys that I know that I think are really good, like when they bomb, they get off stage and they're like, oh my God, like I fucking, what the fuck was that? But there's some other guys that they they get off, you know, after they bomb and they're just like, yeah, like fucking, they're like, that was great. <laughs> and you're like, okay, like was it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> like I, I wasn't, what show... Where, uh, where were you? Um, so, yeah. So, other than that, I've just been chipping away my homework. I edited an old... I'm in a digital video editing course at George Brown. You know what I realized is that I'm just going to always continue to take continuing education courses. I like it because they're online now. Everything's online. You don't have to go into the stupid fucking place. Everything's asynchronous. They just like, this is what I want. Just give me the fucking homework. Show me how to do it. And then let me tell me when it's due. And I'll get it in 24 hours before that. <laughs> and and it's nice because then you get these little certificates, little side quests. Alex said that about me. He's just like, you're just doing all the side quests now, hey? <laughs> so yeah, fuck you. The main quest, we got to take a little break. You know, 14 years on the main quest. It's like, all right, let's, let's do a couple side quests here. Maybe level up and go back to the main quest. <laughs> I, might, I might help out a little bit here. Um, so we edited it. I edited together Gunsmoke, an old episode of Gunsmoke, which was like one of the first shows in the fifties. And it's cool because you, you like some of the thing clips you see, like the continuity is not there. Uh, they also, she didn't give us any storyboard or script that we're editing to, which I think is the point of the homework is that everyone's going to have something different and the narrative. And it'll be like, look at how many different stories where, you know, we were able to tell using the same exact footage. Or whatever the fuck. And it's like, you know, the power of the editor. <clears throat> it's like, cool. Like, I get that. But like, I think, you know, I, I was a little bit, not overwhelmed, but I was just like, oh, I get it. Like, there's a lot of creative decisions to be made here. And this is a subjective uh, rubric that we're being graded against. <clears throat> against essentially what is an objective assignment. So, you know. Or other way around. It's an objective rub rubric on a subjective assignment. So I think that would cause a lot of people stress. For me, I was just like, well, whatever. Like, this is, I get this. Like, I had all this radio homework that was like this. And I understand. I was like, I kind of get the lesson here. Like, you know, so just snip it together how you think. You know, obviously, it's not going to be good, but that's the whole point of this. Like, you know, I don't, that's the other cool thing about continuing education is that it's like, yeah, like, I don't need, I don't need to get an A in this. Like if I get a D that's good. Cause then I'm going to, you're going to tell me what's wrong here. And that's why I'm also paying you is to have a professional person 
you know, have the eyes of a professional person, you know, tear apart your work and say, this is not industry standard. This is what would be industry standard. <clears throat> and you get essentially this crash course in, you know, film, I'm sure Vancouver film course, like I paid 300 bucks for this and I'm sure I'm going to get <clears throat> the exact same like knowledge out of it. You know, like there's no more extra fluff. Like they just cut it down. Like we watched all, we learned what all the different types of cuts are, J cuts and L cuts and smash cuts and fucking match cuts and, uh, you know, whatever the fuck, uh, you know, all that shit and um, all the different shots, close-ups, medium close-ups, whatever the fuck, like panning, what the difference between panning and dolly and, you know, dolly zoom and all this crap. And so it's like, yeah, <clears throat> why not just keep doing side quests? Cause it's only a couple hours a week, you know, three, four hours a week. Like everybody's got three, four hours a week, you know, cause after, after seven 30, eight o'clock, what are you doing? You're watching TV. You're watching TV. Everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> Frazier friends must see TV Thursday. What are you doing after eight o'clock? You know, if I was an Instagram influencer, I'd be like, you fucking you after supper, what the fuck do you do? You sit on the couch watching fucking TV? If you did from 7 till 10 on self-improvement every single day for from Monday till Friday, that's 15 hours a week. That's almost two full days of work extra that you're putting in on top over everyone else. You want to fucking succeed? <laughs> I don't know why my algorithm has those guys, man. It's because I fucking... I think it's because I started... I clicked a couple follow on a couple workout guys, just a couple guys that were seemingly providing educational tips just on movement, you know, different sort of body movements, different. So, Cause I like, I work out every day. So it's like, you know, what are some different moves that I can do? I don't, you know, you're supposed to change it up every couple weeks anyways. So it's like, well, where's a different type of, you know, bent over row, fucking variation that I can do that I'm not going to think of. And you look pretty jacked. But then along with that, the algorithm is just like, oh, you, you want you want some fucking elk meat and motivation <laughs> videos too? Because <laughs> they're like, you must be in the Rogan verse or whatever. And it's like, yeah, I do listen to Joe Rogan when like good, like, you know, good comedians are on there. Or like my buddies. But like other than that, you know, I'm not taking in the fucking, you know, if they're talking about disease or MMA or fucking whatever. Like, I don't give a fuck about that, <clears throat> you know, but if it's a funny guy, then I'll listen to that for sure. Especially if it's a guy that's not afraid of Joe. Cause some guys are afraid of him, like being because of whatever the size of the podcast, but if it's other guys. They're just like, whatever. Like, I know you're just a dummy. <laughs> then that's when it's really funny. Like when birds on there, it's like, don't fucking tell me. So anyways, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm way off track. Let's do promotional consideration for this week of Drew is, of course, provided by you. The people that listen to this show. I'm like the PBS of fucking podcasts. <laughs> Actually, yo, that's exactly what the fuck this is. I am the PBS of podcasting. Promotional consideration is provided by listeners like you. Fucking, would you like, go on my Patreon. If you haven't already, go on there, sign up. If you're stupid, if you're really dumb and you'll play guitar, then you'll pay more money. And there's bonus content. But in addition to that, the main thing, I think what you like about it is that you're helping a brother out. I'm putting the work in every week, two feet in a heartbeat, trying to entertain your ear holes, you know, coming in, 
coming in here every Monday, talking about talking some shit, maybe, you know, maybe helping you, helping you, help me, help you, help me, give me money, <laughs> patreon.com slash Drew Bame, sign up for as low as five bucks, you could be like these fine folks, Josh, we got to get a winter frizz going here, buddy, uh, nah, Alicia Iron Eagle, James, new guy, Mark, uh, Nick and Mac, uh, Bubba, Marnus, motherfucking street demon our number one fan joel and in the hall of fame call out andre blair and terrence say they name what up one them hi papa mink hi daddy mink you you are uh my papa go to patreon.com slash true bame sign up for as little as Five bucks if you're dumb, seven bucks if you play guitar, and you're dumb. Also, yo, the drama has been resolved. I got a hold of King Tut's Cannabis on the Signal app, okay? So we're out here. This is that discreet fucking drug dealer, dark web fucking messaging, fully encrypted on double ends. I could buy heroin probably with this app somewhere. I don't know. It seems to be some messaging app. So anyways, I got a hold of these guys. And, uh, and you, we're, we're good. Everything's good, baby. It's all copacetic. Go to kingtutscannabis.cc. Use the promo code Drew for 10% off your order at checkout. Uh, fucking buy dope. Everything's good, man. We're all good in the hood. We're keeping on. It's copacetic. Is that the right word? Copacetic. Copacetic. Very good or going very well. <laughs> oh, baby. Fucking Thesaurus Drew is coming for you. Go to kingtutscannabis.cc. Use the promo code D-R-E-W for a dime bag off your motherfucking dime bag. You want to see what they got going on right now? Uh, What do we got going on right now? What do we got here? Oh, links me. Okay, so I think they're going to send me that fucking dab pen. And if they do, that's probably going to change my life for probably not the better. Because <laughs> I have probably... I'm going to go with like 100 grams of dabs just waiting for me. Just waiting. But I'm going to fucking dab out Nick and Mac when I see them. They're coming to my show in February at uh, Rusty Nail. Nine? Okay. Uh, yeah. What else is going on in the world? The Oilers. Oh, yeah. That's all. what else I want to talk about. I watched the Oilers game. 16 in a fucking row. Super Bowl. Uh, poor fucking... Poor Lamar Jackson. Poor him. Fucking flowers. But you know Bill Belichuk said you do not dive into the end zone. He made it a rule on the Patriots. You do not dive into the end zone on third down for the exact fucking reason of you will get the ball knocked out of your fucking hands and touchback. So, you know, whatever. Flowers was a little, he was kind of crying and stuff, but he's 23. I saw he was born in 2000. I was like, oh my God, like you're 23. You're nine when I started stand up. That's fucking weird to think about. Now I'm older than like the oldest guys. Like in the NHL, they're like, he is 34. How is he still playing? <laughs> like, fuck. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So also Danny and I, we sent off our pictures, so that's it. That's all we're going to talk about now for another month. <coughs> Holy fuck. 
Okay, let's play a little guitar. Stick around. Nah, stick around. Alright, back at the Corner Comedy Club this Friday in Charana. And it's Danny's birthday on Friday, too. Okay, let's do cool melodic rock backing track in E minor. Papa, but I brought you a bonus. 